You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. You get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. I've got one that can see. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. He could identify anyway. Damn well pleased. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman? <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> what was that one from? Oh, that was from... Um, Hear no evil, see no evil. Yep, that's it. <laughs> You're kidding me. Oh, that's such a great... Harvey Wallbanger, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> How you been, man? It's been a bit. Good, dude. Just uh, still working as always, but, you know, things are going well. And, yeah, I haven't uh, seen you since I went up north. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a fun pod. Yeah. One shot in Paul is always a good uh, always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you've been... Uh, just tons of working. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I got to take some trips and stuff too, so that was kind of cool. Um, Where'd you go? Yeah, you to, went to uh, went to Georgia, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, and went and stayed at the dungeon. Yeah, we haven't talked about that on the pod yet. How fucking, how was that? It was so fucking cool. <laughs> like, That's one of those bucket list items. Check. Yeah, and I'll just give a brief synopsis on that. So, this house is where my favorite group, Outcast, like was created, and. I specifically remember seeing an interview with them when I was like 17 mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know how, I don't know when, but someday I'm going to go sit on those stairs, you know? Awesome. And I told my girl, like for my 41st birthday, I was going to save up and take this trip because I won't say how much it is, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's more than your average Airbnb. Well, big boy turned it into an Airbnb. That's crazy that he did that. Smart too, dude. I mean, that's some business. I mean, he's got good business sense, anyways, and that just proves it right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and she got it for me for my birthday. Yeah. See, that's crazy. And dude, it was it was just, it's like whatever your favorite band, yeah. or whatever it is. Like if you could go to the place where they clicked and it all yeah. happened. And it was just filled with memorabilia mm. and like little Easter eggs everywhere. Yeah. Like, oh man. And you know, and so I got to go sit on those stairs. That's and awesome. That was really I, cool. I get to have mine later this year when I go to Toronto and see Iron Maiden. Yeah. And uh I've said before I was the, I'm the biggest Iron Maiden fan to the point where I wore nothing but Iron Maiden shirts my entire senior you were the year guy. of high school. I yeah. was that guy. Yeah. And I, I even told my girl, she's like, Oh, you're gonna wear the uh, band concert. Uh, you know, wear that T-shirt to the band. I said, "You goddamn right, I am." With Bro, a big smile on my face. I, I can't even lie. Uh, I brought like five different Outcast oh, shirts, yeah. and I just changed them every yeah. couple of hours so I could take <laughs> pictures in different shirts. <laughs> like people would be disappointed with me if I'm not wearing yeah, my shirts, there, right? Man, so. Absolutely. So yeah, it's exciting to get uh, some of those bucket list items, and especially with ones that are like, like with Iron Maiden. I thought I had lost my chance years ago because sure. they they broke up they got back together this was their you know how they do that final yeah. tour yeah. type of shit with farewell every band. yeah farewell until we're broke tour <laughs> yeah you got another 20 years for rolling stones people get in there yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah those are those are fun to knock off you yeah. said you saw a movie too uh, i did but real quick you got to check the dates on those because remember yeah. weird al is going down to like orlando or something like that it's like october 23rd we might have to take. Oh, a, I could make. I would totally do that and make that uh, road trip for that. I'll have to look at. It's uh, around the same dates. Okay. I remember you mentioning it. I'll have um, to check it out. 
Good movies I've seen, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen, uh, uh, I went and saw Everything, Everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's been on my list, man. It looked it looked awesome. Is it, it Does it play out like the trailer, Dude, basically? It's just well, crazy and wild yeah, and irreverent. Yeah. It's it's so many things wrapped up into one. Yeah. Um, the guy from uh, Big Trouble in Little China is in it. Um, the bad guy. Oh, Lopan? Uh, yeah. yeah, Lopan plays her, her father or yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, just Michelle Yeoh, I love. Yeah, and uh, and, and uh, Data. Yeah, Key uh, Key Hu Kwan. Name. I'm sorry, Key Hu Kwan. I think it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. First of all, it I, would be on the list behind you on the uh, oh, on, on the, the on the poster. Jones here. <laughs> there it is, Key Hu Kwan. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so. The movie was really good. The movie experience was not so. Oh, really? So I went in, and, and we're watching the movie, and it starts off, and it's just talking very softly mm-hmm. like this. And there's subtitles. Yeah. And so at first, I'm thinking like, oh, it's like a narration leading into something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as the movie goes on and on and on, we kind of all realize like, oh, damn, the volume on this is like really low, you know? So somebody thankfully went up and told the people, and they tur- oh, and they turned the volume back up, wow. and all of a sudden it was like, okay, cool, now I can get into this movie, because it was very hard to get into, you know. That's weird. That seems like a mistake. It shouldn't be made. Right. You know, I don't know if somebody just bumped the volume yeah, button or what. You know, but uh, so now the sound is on, and and you know I'm able to start getting into the movie. Somebody walks out and goes and tells the people that it's too loud. <laughs> And they turn it back down again. Uh, and that happened, I guess, no, I guess that was the last time it happened. But it seemed like it just kept happening over and over and over. And oh, like, man, that's ridiculous. And it really took me out of the movie. But the thing is, is, now it's not some amazing movie, but it's so fucking good, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, and it's so fun, and it's just so creative. And it's also like... 15 other movies you've seen like yeah, all yeah, yeah, put yeah. together you know what but I mean but it's it's its own universe Absolutely. which is exciting because people are piggybacking off of everything these days it's good to see something fresh I kid you not like there was an aspect of it while I was watching it mm-hmm. and I was like holy shit this is kind of like a, 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 in a weird way Big Trouble in Little China. It, like, and I mean, you got Lopan in it too yeah, so no, yeah. that and helps a little bit it's just the the, the, the mystique of it or yeah. like you know the it's just it draws you in in the same way and it's just it's it's the, the trailer good. made it look awesome so i i knew from the trailer that yeah. if it had stuck to the uh to what was going on there so i bet it's probably gonna be on Redbox in a month i'm surprised they uh things are summoned so quick like batman's already on yeah. hbo i was watching it on my new sound system yeah. oh, that's gotta sound good yeah i haven't watched it yet i'm gonna watch it when my girl goes on vacation because it's a it's a hefty one yeah. and i want to listen to it loud too yeah oh i might get the uh uh 4k before that i have today showing up is spider-man no way home on 4K. oh really uh man 4k is is worth it i, bet, I, I remember dude. on one of the pods we were, we were talking and i had 24 now i have 45 so. <laughs> it doubles every time dude it started with 12 yeah. then it was like 27 now it's 45 i'm specifically like, looking for anything on my top 100 list sure, yeah. and then if if something is such a good deal that i'm like well i gotta get yeah, that like if it's yeah. they're not that expensive actually uh unless they just came out then they're expensive but in the way i'm looking for them is disc only but yeah. Yesterday I bought Scarface and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, I was nice. like, I gotta have those two, man. I have yeah. to have them. So, I saw on and it's on HBO, so you should check it out. You have HBO, right? Yeah. Uh, the Last Duel. 
I've seen like the the picture for it. Man, it is good. Is it's it? Ridley Scott, so it's the guy what who did type Alien. Of movie is it? It's well, I'll tell you the synopsis, uh, and it's not a secret. I think you could tell from the trailer what's going on. Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Adam Driver, but specifically Matt Damon and uh, Adam Driver. Those uh-huh. are the two guys, and they're they're having a uh, the beginning of the movie. You you realize that they're they're in a duel and they take you back and show you how it started. And it's like thirteen eighty two. So it's like oh, wow. knights and yeah. they're like they're like going on missions and slewing hordes of people and everything. And they're coming home. And it's but you're seeing kind of the um their lifestyle. And Matt Damon meets a girl, goes to the family and, and you're almost making it's like a business transaction back then. Right. My daughter comes with a dowry and I can give you this area land and this and that yeah. and if you take her and everything. So Matt Damon agrees to take her and she's gorgeous. She's uh and they kind of start a life together and he's friends with Adam Driver. And just out of nowhere Adam Driver while Matt Damon is gone and you see this from a bunch of different perspectives breaks into the house and rapes uh, oh shit! Matt Damon's wife. Wow! And Matt Damon come uh, comes back, and that's when it all starts. With, hey, this guy has insulted me and my family. I want a duel to the death. Oh wow! And they and you they're going through the steps to get that duel, and they're but they even tell uh, the woman she's like, do you know if Matt Damon loses, we're gonna chain you up and burn you at the stake? Oh shit! So it's like holy fuck. Damn. And th- this duel is long at the end too, and you're like, pins and knees. Matt Damon, you gotta win. Dude. Yeah, well, this sweet that. Like, Matt yeah. Damon, come on. Yeah. Uh, so you're just pulling for him, and it's a gr- it's a great movie. It's yeah. uh, it's really good. I think it got overlooked at the uh, the Oscars, and uh, it's, it's there's a lot to it. It's uh, slow at parts and everything, uh, like it would be in that time period. But yeah. uh, the battling is brutal. It's oh, brutal. they it's all great. are back yeah. then. So let's yeah. talk today, though, man. man. This is an exciting day for me because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Didn't see and, it until this morning, and you didn't—you hadn't seen it all these years, yeah. man. I mean, this is a big one back in the day. Huge cult following to this wasn't so much back in the day. You had to hear about it that it was on demand, or I definitely watched it on demand. Uh, it, we didn't go to the theater and see it, but me and my cousin. Rented it on demand when we weren't supposed to. We were <laughs> Usually I got uh, permission to rent on demand. And we had both skipped school and stayed home and rented it and watched it in my living room and were like blown away. Yeah. Like huge fans after that. To the point where I own the LP for it and action figures and everything. It, it's getting more and more of a cult following as it comes. So, Oh, I've already figured out how to bring it into modern day and do a rewrite. Oh, reboot. nice. So, you know, whenever you're ready, just let me know. So your thoughts before we kind of get into it. Okay, so I, you know, I think there's like a level of movies that you get to watching, you know, starting at a certain age where when you go back to, you know, older movies, they're just not realistic. They don't, they, it's hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was into this immediately. Like, yeah. th- dude, this is a good movie. This like, was a very tonal movie that it had a specific tone and kind of a... Nothing really happens until about a half hour into the movie. Yeah, it's it's all a slow build up. You don't get to really know the. You, they don't even say 
his name in the movie. It's Nada, but the only reason we know his name huh. is John Nada is from the credits. Interesting. <laughs> and the toys. I think in the credits it only says Nada. Mm. And then later on someone started calling him John Nada, and I said, we know his name now? Yeah. I was like, okay, his name's John Nada. Interesting. Uh, but it's, it's always been Nada, but they never say it in the uh, in the script at all. It's, it's interesting that these are all characters that really don't know each other. Yeah. And they're all learning something about him. And I love this time period anyways, the not so distant future type, yeah. type situation that's going on. Right. But it was one of those movies that always had that hook that you could explain to somebody in like a log line. Mm-hmm. This guy puts on sunglasses and he could see the aliens. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need to tell him. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of trivia on it that it, that's great for it and everything. But this has got, this is classic John Carpenter for me. The yeah. music, I love John Carpenter's yeah. synthesizer music in this movie. I, I did love the part uh, in the movie where, uh, the newscaster is talking about, or the guy's talking about violence in movies, and, mm-hmm. he, and he mentions John he mentions Carpenter, John Carpenter and like yeah, yeah, Wes yeah. Craven, and yeah, saying yeah, yeah. That like they go too yeah. far. You know, it's yeah. really funny. It was a good uh, kind of nod right there. Yeah, but I I think it was just cast really well because, and I had heard it, and I don't know if it was I mentioned it in the trivia or not, but it's got Kurt Russell written all over it, and I think he was going to go with Kurt Russell. I think he wrote it with Kurt Russell in mind uh-huh. because it's it's, I could see it's him the perfect it. Kurt Russell, yeah. John Carpenter kind of collaboration, but they had already collaborated three times up till this, and then they were going to go a fourth time with Escape from L.A., and uh, they're perfect together. I love them, but to being able to uh, decide to pick Roddy Piper to be in this he, is he brilliant. He's great, yeah, dude. He's like, really great. I, I, you know, and he doesn't do a whole lot of movies. You look no, at there's it, like it, three or four of them. He's actually done probably thirty, but they're bad. Yeah. They're just bad. There's three or four of them yeah, that you the, saw. Yeah, that you know about. Yeah. and even those you got to be really in the know. Like I could name three. I could name three right now. Just they live. Uh, Hell comes to Frog Town and No Contest. No Contest, I think, is the one I've it's, seen. Uh, other than that, then you're going to be really reaching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but, dude, yeah. So, like you said, the the premise is he puts on these sunglasses, mm-hmm. he sees the aliens. But there's also all the stuff about the ways that they control, yeah. you know, society and, like, the, the signal that they have to stop and yeah. everything like that. And, doc, uh, well, we'll get into that all. Yeah. Uh, but, because I want to go through it. And it's not a long movie, so it, it, we could recap it really uh, rather quickly. So this is how you rewrite it. Instead, okay, good. Instead of the sunglasses, you just make it a smartphone, and it's an app on your phone that you see through the camera. <laughs> yeah. And I, boom, the whole movie's modernized. I like how it. how you can do it. So <laughs> the, get to I would writing. not be surprised if they did it. This was done on what seemed like a shoestring budget. Oh, I, I mean, it's just Wes, uh, no, Wes, uh, John Carpenter using a lot of his uh, people that he uses all the time. Uh, Peter Jason is in this. Peter Jason is, is probably in eight or nine John Carpenter films. He's Chuck Fleming, Action News from uh, Brewster's Millions. I'm trying to think of which one he is, though. In this, he was the one that's... Like the resistance leader? Yeah, almost a resistance leader. Yeah, okay. But yeah. he uh, he was in Prince of Darkness. He was in uh, he was great in uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Uh, Chuck Fleming Action News is the one I always go to, just even though I've seen him in every John Carpenter movie, just because I thought it was so funny in Brewster's Millions. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, the cast here, Roddy Piper. Basically, you already talked about Roddy Piper. I've been a fan of Roddy Piper since I was probably five years old, six yeah. years old. You grew up in the '80s, so you. We're obviously a fan of Piper. Absolutely. Uh, 
And uh, he was if you are a wrestling fan, this, dude. Yeah, he was jacked because he went through so many different stages. If you go back and look at uh, Roddy in WrestleMania that, one, yeah, dude, ooh man, he, he, he is, did not look like that. No, he's got dad's bod basically, yeah, and then yeah. he really chiseled himself up after he started doing the boxing. It kind of mm. elevated because remember, number WrestleMania two when he boxed Mr. T. No, what? Oh my god, oh, I have man. to watch that. You need to dude. come over here one day and we'll chill yeah. out with WrestleMania. WrestleMania two or three are like two of the best. I watched the new WrestleMania up north. When I was up there, oh really? I haven't watched wrestling since like '95, yeah. so it was interesting to watch what it's I bet kind it was of fun, though. what it's become. It's fun. It's yeah. it's still it's it's almost more noticeable as a uh, drama as, a, as a, an adult male soap opera than yeah. it was as a kid. Right. As a kid, it was just it was almost made for nine year olds, and now the new wrestling is made for those nine year olds who are grown up. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so, that's what I was going to say. Is the thing is though, as long as you're able to just slip yeah. back into it for a little bit. Oh no, I have it's no still problem. Enjoyable, I'll never you know? knock wrestling because yeah. it was such a big part of my life, and yeah. so was Roddy. Man, it was it was a sad day when Roddy died. Yeah, man, super sad. My cousin had a real hard time with it. He was a huge Roddy fan. Uh, but Keith David also always been a Keith David fan. Yeah. I loved him all the way back in the day. And, and But my love for him almost started with this movie. This is the youngest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and this is what my love started from him. You probably started watching him in Men at Work. Men at Work was probably Either, your Keith David. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd have to look or, at his uh, uh, I'd have to look at his filmography. Was it Platoon? He was in Platoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that first time I saw him. That was 86. So Yeah. What was this year? 87 this was 89 89 so this was around this uh and i think men at work was probably 91 yeah maybe yeah no i might i may have seen um men at work yeah. first but i you know platoon at that point was the men youngest. at work and this are my yeah, two favorite I remember his lines movies. all you got to do is get out of here and everything is great yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i loved it he was he was cleaning the shitters at the beginning yep. too that was great uh so yeah keith david look him up if you're not familiar with keith david because he's awesome and without a doubt, after watching this, definitely, if you don't follow along with our commentary, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to commentary the fight sequence. Yeah. And that fight sequence is just epic, dude. It's like five and a half minutes, dude. Cripple fight. Uh, how, much, how better is it now, uh, that sketch, now that you've oh, seen yeah. this, too? Did you, know? you? Are you the one who sent me um, the screen yeah. by screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my god. It's awesome, man. Yeah. It's really cool someone went and did Looked that. Look that up on YouTube, by yeah. the way. South Park reenacted this fight with Timmy and Jimmy. And it's it's like exact, and yeah. they have it on YouTube right next to each other, and it's freaking hilarious. The, those South Park guys, man, they don't miss yeah. a lot of their jokes there. Uh, Meg Forster, Meg Forster is probably one of the most recognizable actresses uh, back in the day because she had those kind of like icy almost blue, icy yeah. gray eyes, yeah. something eyes. Man, they were weird, but they were great. They were captivating. Yeah, uh, but we talked about her on Leviathan a couple pods ago. She's great. You always know that she's a, like a bad guy bad yeah girl. she is kind of always she didn't it's always play it this was kind of the st uh the start of uh spoiler alert where she kind of uh kind of switched over to the other side type yeah. of thing because she wasn't bad and relentless which is another one that i uh, really enjoyed her in but then later in her career she just went creepy all out yeah well she did all kinds of sci-fi she did the and, uh, uh, rob zombie stuff that's right yeah, yeah. and she did not mind like looking bad and like showing her shit off yeah. and she just i think she realized i look kind of a wild now i'm just gonna play it yeah that, i think yeah <laughs> which i, I can think completely she's like respect. might as well go with it yeah, yeah exactly more support to you uh who i love in this is uh is buck uh george buck flowers who is the uh the homeless guy 
in this. Oh yeah. Uh the southern homeless guy. He yeah. is he is in a lot of Carpenter movies. He was oh, really? the one in Escape from New York that was wearing the bracelet that president was supposed to have. Remember, uh, Pliskin was chasing yeah. uh, Buck Flowers, and he came up to him. He says, Mr. President, that's right. I am Mr. Yeah. President. I knew when I stole this and I wore it on my arm, I would become the president. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he plays a lot of random type uh kind of hoboish characters. Yeah, I was in a say, lot of he's stuff. Like always a homeless guy. Yeah, he just looks he looks kind of wild. And uh I loved him in this. I loved his transformation from he, he was because he was he was a homeless guy at the beginning, but he was he was smart too, you know. You had a, you spent a lot of time with him uh watching the news at the beginning of this movie right. and you kind of realize that this guy was just down on his luck and then when he makes that shift which I love that that's how we realized that the the aliens were just buying people's service basically yeah uh realizing that they weren't they acclimated within the public but they never uh they knew that just completely exposing themselves would never be kind of uh thought well yeah. of so we just got to bribe people that are willing to get bribed yeah and like so much money too that that you see him in a tuxedo just chilling at the base yeah uh peter jason peter jason yeah he was the head of the resistance there and uh now raymond saint jacques played the street preacher and i thought he was i've seen him in some other stuff too and i think he really is blind oh really i think so that's interesting i didn't look him up for some reason i didn't go through a uh the cast heavily here with uh, with their former uh, credits, but he was great in this. I loved him, and they used that line in the trailer all the time. They're all around us. They're everywhere, and yeah. I, I loved his voice for this. Now, so there's a couple different people we have in here that are uncredited. He is not blind. Oh, he's not blind. <laughs> <laughs> Justin I, I swear to... I've seen him play a blind guy in another movie, which made me think that Cancel the GoFundMe account for him <laughs> now, people. <laughs> yeah, well, he died in 1990. Yeah, he was pretty old during the movie, too. Yeah. So we, two people are uncredited in this movie. One being Al Leong. Where was he? He played uncredited Asian revolutionary. I've seen this movie so many times, and I didn't know Al Leong was in it. Wow. So now I'm going to have to specifically... Well, I'm going to go on a search the next time I watch it for the, the two actors, because this next guy is going to blow your mind. Oh, shit. All right, so Al Leong's in it, which is, which is already almost mind-blowing, so yeah. hold on to your mind. Tommy Morrison, the boxer, no shit. is an uncredited resistance fighter in this. Wow. Holy crap, man. I'm going to blow my cousin's mind with that later on <laughs> uh, because he's a huge Tommy Morrison fan, and I don't think he ever knew this, and this is one of his favorite movies. Side note, speaking of boxing, yeah. did you hear about oh, yes, Tyson, Tyson beating the shit out of that guy I think that's airplane? awesome. Dude, I mean, from what I could tell, yeah. that dude was bothering the yeah. shit out of him. The same reason I have no problem with that is the same reason I have no problem with bears uh, or lions mauling people at the zoo who crime into their enclosure. To go pet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you knew who you were fucking with. Yeah, dude. Like, oh. <laughs> He's Anyways. got enough money to take care of anything. and He beat the shit out of that Yeah, dude. and no one's going to side with that guy. No, hell no. No, everyone's going to side with Mike Tyson. Yeah. That's funny as hell, though. Anyways. I came home, and that was all the buzz on Twitter. That's crazy. I, I just saw the name, like, Mike Tyson over and over again, and I was like, oh, something happened with Tyson today. Yeah. So I ended up having to check trending, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is it. Yeah, my buddy sent it to me. I was like, damn, I got to check that out. <laughs> All right, so that's the main group of the cast, really. The cast isn't huge. There's a lot of uh, background actors and just extras in the movies, for sure. 
so many that they can just throw in Al Leong and Tommy Morrison and <laughs> lifelong fans will not even notice they're That's there. That's crazy. I mean, if they were wearing uh, full masks, like if Tommy Morrison was wearing like a SWAT mask in there, right, yeah. uh, we wouldn't re- know him anyways. Well, but if he was a resistance fighter, though, he, I, you know, I'm sure I, if you Google Tommy Morrison, you, they live, they'll pull up a photo of him. I bet you he was in the uh, scene where they have the meeting, where the resistance has Oh, the that meeting. could be. I bet you he's there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a search. I'll let you know. Uh, so... The crew in this movie, writer-director John Carpenter. John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors of all time. I've got at least three, if not four, of his movies on my top 100 list. Oh, wow. Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York, The Thing, uh, and there might be another one on there, but I love all of them. Uh, This one? This one is definitely on there, so that's four. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure what else would be on there but I love a lot of his stuff man like I love Prince of Darkness Prince of Darkness if Prince of Darkness is not on my uh, top 100 list I might have to reevaluate it because uh, I love Prince of Darkness I'm one of the few people that really love it it's like my cousin my cousin is is probably the biggest In the Mouth of Madness fan I've ever met and I love In the Mouth of Madness no, but I don't think I've he'll play it, it at the shop over and over again really like we'll just we'll just push play again when it gets back to the main screen yeah you haven't seen that with sam neil i don't think so. oh man it's twisted man you should see it it's awesome i was listening to one of our pods the other day and you were talking about the movie arlington road oh and great i th- that's why i love going back to listen to our pods yeah, yeah. because i'm like oh damn i still haven't watched that and <sighs> listening to your description i'm like damn i need to go back oh, and watch that like, it's crazy man yeah that's a good one uh so yeah john carpenter he basically stopped making movies the last couple were eh. you know vampires was good and then he did Ghost to Mars, and I couldn't stand Ghost to Mars. But he's not with us and, anymore. Uh, no, he is. He, oh, yeah, is he? yeah. He's touring, doing Who's, his like movie scores. Who Wes is not Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there one like that died in like the last couple of years? Um, Toby Hooper died. Wes Craven's not with us. Who else is a big horror director? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Carpenter's with us though. <laughs> stick around. John. He's still. He's like an executive producer on the the, the Halloween movies. Which oh, really? was something until the second one aired. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I'm going to go see the third one. Yeah, I, well, I definitely will, too. Uh, so the cinematographer on this was Gary B. Kibbe, and he was a big Carpenter guy. He did a bunch of his movies, so he was responsible for the DP on uh, Prince of Darkness, RoboCop 3, Double Dragon, In the Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned, Escape from L.A., Vampires, Ghost to Mars. Yeah, so I loved Prince of Darkness, and I loved this one. So Village of the Damned was great, too. When was the last time you saw that? Is that with Christopher Reeve? Christopher Reeve and I, uh, Mark Hamill, Christy It's Alley. been a few years. I just um, love the concept of it. It's where it. they it's like great. go out and dig up that obelisk or whatever that's underneath the... No, I think you're thinking of Tommyknockers. Maybe that's what it yeah. is then. Where Village they... of the Damned is when at one point at like the little noon... little kids? Yeah, but at noon on like this Saturday afternoon, everyone in the town dropped to the ground. Uh-huh. If, you were, if you were using the barbecue, you dropped on the grill type of thing. Right. And everyone was out for like an hour, but if you were were out on the town line trying to come in you'd immediately fall down so the military was knew something was going on because uh-huh. the planes going over were going down oh wow and anyone that crossed that like invisible line would just would collapse on the ground <laughs> but then after about two hours everyone woke up and everything was fine except all the women were pregnant really like okay, little yeah. blonde creepy kids that could read your mind and dude. they like grew up super fast yeah they, uh no they were young through the whole movie Oh, really? Yeah, they stayed young. It was based on the original, I think, was Children of the Damned, I think was the original one. Uh-huh. I, I saw it, but it's been a while. Yeah. A lot of good actors back in the day, though. So the editor was uh, Gib Jaffe, who was, I guess, a canon guy at first, because he edited Breakin'. Nice. And uh, Rambo 2, Ruthless People, and Rapid Fire. 
Hey, man. I, I own all four of those yeah. movies. So I would knock them. And the composer is John Carpenter. I loved listening to his scores, man. I have the Big Trouble Little China score and the Escape from New York's score I used to like write to. I used to put the music in the background, and yeah. I would write screenplays to it. I loved it. The Prince of Darkness score is also really good, but this was this was an, uh, an amazing one, too. If you like that kind of... It's just that synthesizer kind of background, repetitive yeah. kind of noises and everything. I, I like it. I Halloween it, type song. Uh, it just adds to the, the feel and the tone of the movie really well, especially with his stuff. I mean, I wouldn't put it to like Lord of the Rings, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so details drop November 4th, 1989. Awesome. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, my cousin didn't see it in the theater uh, either. I think we saw it together that day. Rated R... Uh, yeah, I guess it was. It needed to be rated R for some swears here, and then I mean, nu- this nudity at the end. The thing is, you he, probably could have gone away with a PG thirteen. Today, he, you would have. He killed like thirty people, and, uh, and there's one scene that when we're going to talk about, well, I won't get into it yet, but I'll mention it in a little bit. Um, where there's, it's a good little death scene. Yeah, there was. I mean, this was one of the movies that, uh, and obviously we're going to spoil this whole thing. But this was one of the movies that we always touted as one of the great scripts because they killed, like, every main character died in the movie. Yeah. And there's not many movies that you can just name every main character dying. Yeah. Uh, This was one. Yeah. (laughs) All filmed in L.A. It felt like a Los Angeles movie. Felt very Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. The gritty parts. uh, Buildings. The buildings, everything. Yeah. So the budget with the movie was $4 million, which was basically nothing back then. But when when you... Put that little in the movie, I guess it makes it likely that you're going to make some money off it. Yeah, I figure you have to make some money off of that. What do you think? What's the worldwide gross? uh, You know, I mean, it did kind of go under the radar. It did. I'm going to go 6.2 million. No, 13 million. Oh, okay, good. It uh, like tripled its money. So I'm surprised they, they didn't do a sequel at all. They definitely could. I think, I mean, John Carpenter... These were all his creations, so he owned the property for him, and he was just pumping out new stuff all the time. I would be thinking that people are going to try to go back and remake some of his stuff because he's got a lot of movies that could, that could be remade that have not been remade. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So some of the trivia is some interesting stuff here. Carpenter brought real homeless people into the production and gave them food and paychecks. Uh, you know, that's interesting. The, this, I guarantee you that's the scene, or at least one of the scenes where uh, Roddy Piper comes up to the homeless camp yeah. and they're standing in line and, and they're, they're serving. Them all, yeah. yeah. And you know, for some reason while I was watching that, I thought to myself, you know, I bet you that they actually just made food mm-hmm. and he probably just went in line like three or four times just yep. to kind of get that shot that they needed. And oh, yeah. it really looked like they were feeding the homeless in that scene. Yeah, apparently. Uh, That's it was a, fucking awesome, There's man. a good commentary with Carpenter. I love the commentaries with Carpenter and Kurt Russell, but he does he did a great one with Roddy Piper for this movie, too, and it was very interesting to listen to. wasn't as good as the, the Kurt Russell ones because those guys are like best buddies and they just laugh through the whole thing. Sure. Where Roddy Piper and Carpenter were, uh, I, you could tell they were familiar with each other, but they were kind of stuck to what was going on yeah. on the screen. And it was, it was very telling, and I... That was one of the scenes in particular that Piper talked about that he always thought it was really classy that uh, he gave them paychecks and food for it. So yeah, this was one of uh, the interesting uh, ones on this. The 
the chew bubblegum line that was ad-libbed into the bank. Yeah. That was by Roddy Piper. According to John Carpenter, Piper had previously written a line in one of his notebooks as a potential verbal bit during his wrestling career. And he lent the book to John Carpenter just to look through. Yeah. And he came across that line. Really? And uh, he asked if he could use it. So That's cool. I think that's awesome because it's a great line. I yeah. mean, that's a line everyone remembers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, the fight sequence. The fight sequence was designed, rehearsed, and choreographed in the backyard of director John Carpenter's production office. The fight was only supposed to be 20 seconds long, but Piper and David decided to fight it out for real, only faking hits to the face and the groin. That was it. Everything else was <laughs> friggin' Keith David really? and Roddy Piper all out balls out doing it said the scene runs five minutes and 20 it's seconds one it's one of the longer fights i've ever it, seen it's epic it just epic. does not stop no like it, and and it stops like four times i would it have just loved keeps on going like if you could go back in time and situations i would love to have gone back in time just look at the faces of me and my cousin when we first watched it because this is what this is why we're here in like 1989 everyone yeah. was a piper fan and we wanted oh, yeah. to see him we were thrilled when he clotheslined the cop earlier I, we're, yeah we were like dude, oh he's yeah. going He's going Absolutely. all out. I was like, so we were so super was excited. I, and I mean, and like I said, I literally watched this this morning. And when he closed line yeah. that cop, I was just like, fuck yes, dude. Like. <laughs> and P- Piper was very... Uh, <laughs> Piper was very uh, giving to Keith David because Piper would have killed Keith David oh, at any yeah, moment. Absolutely. But he made Keith David look like a badass yeah. motherfucker in this too. It was great. Uh, so what was interesting about this I found this very interesting Piper refused to take his wedding ring off any of the movies he's on he, he says it's on there it's never coming off that's awesome either deal with it or work around it yeah. or whatever so I thought that was kind of classy huh. too so uh, Carpenter cast Piper after seeing him in Wrestlemania 3 Wrestlemania 3 man ah, that's one of my favorite Wrestlemanias too I loved it uh, was that the Hogan one that's Hogan the Andre, Andre one yeah. that's the Hogan Andre yeah. one yeah it was awesome a lot of good stuff happened I love that one. the story behind their match oh yeah yeah so uh, Piper's character never never gives his name or he is referred to by name throughout the entire movie. He is simply listed as Nada mm-hmm. in, in the credits, which I think is great. You know, uh, one scene kind of just kind of comes to mind that I thought was a cool little interaction between the two of them, uh, Keith David and Roddy Piper, is when they first meet and uh, Keith David's telling him like, um, you know, come with me, I'll show you where you can stay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Roddy Piper kind of like turns him down or whatever, but then just kind of follows like 10 feet behind him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, eventually Keith David turns around. He's like, look, I don't like people following me. You know, and Roddy Piper kind of looks at him real silent, you know, and he's like, he's like, well, I don't like joining up with people until I know where they're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, it was like, it was a good, like, they, uh, he, they could have totally done a prequel on all these guys of what, especially Piper. I would have loved to seen. We don't know what he was like yeah. before this. Yeah. He just said he I came mean, from a place that 14 banks closed down in one day. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could have been a serial killer. You get the idea that he, he's, he's got a bit of humanity to him. Uh, he's, he's definitely the hero of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Carpenter wrote the role of Frank specifically for Keith David after working with him in The Thing. So I, oh, I, I completely forgot for some reason that Keith David was in The Thing. That's he right, was I one did of the too, two yeah. survivors. Yeah. So that would have been interesting if it was uh, Kurt Russell in it because those are the only two survivors. Wow. Thing. If yeah. Kurt Russell oh, was in this movie, good, I was like, ooh. Yeah, that would have been a good little uh, uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, so Piper split from the WWF and mixed uh, Vince McMahon over this flick. Vince McMahon, who's a notorious really? asshole, I'll say it. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, terrible. He's a, he's a royal prick. And uh, luckily, I went to sleep during the WrestleMania when he came out and fought. Oh he, yeah, that that 
80 year old dude got that. in the fucking ring. Oh, wait. No, it just happened. Just recently? Yeah, yeah, just recently. That, like, wrinkly old fuck got back in the uh, God, ring. God, dude. He's just a scumbag. And none of us knew it back in the 80s when no, he was just yeah, commentating and, uh, matches. And I, I think I've told you this before. You know, he owns the name. Oh, yeah. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> and that's John Cena's that's real name. That's the most name. Vince McMahon thing I've yeah, ever heard. That, and yeah. that's his real name. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Bro. Yeah, and apparently Vince McMahon had a hair over his ass with uh, Piper doing the movie, and he says, "You're not gonna. Go. I don't want you to do in this movie. I'll get you other uh, stuff that w- we would uh, prove you doing." And he's like, "Nope, I'm gonna do this." And it's and he d- Piper did eventually go back, but he was such a star at that point, Vince yeah. had to take him back. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, this movie was so fucking unexpectedly good. Oh, dude. I'm glad you loved it so much too. It's really nice. Oh, uh, and this was one of those. Uh, this is the last trivia, and this was a really great one here. The com- the communicator used communicators used by the guards near the end were also the PKE meters used in ghost. I was thinking that (laughs) I was looking at those and I was going to say, I'm so glad because I probably would have forgot to mention it. Yeah. But I was like, man, those are the same exact things from Ghostbusters. Suckers look familiar to me. Yeah. Were they actually the same ones? Oh, maybe like, or just designed after them. I think no, they might have been the same ones. Dude, depending I, who's this, Universal. Yeah, Universal did this. Did uh, Universal? Yeah, Universal did Ghostbusters. I think they were the yeah, same ones. It makes sense because I they was would like, be. damn, that looks like the tool Egon was walking around with. It was only a year after uh, Ghostbusters two, so it that's would make crazy. Sense that they'd have them. That's crazy. Yeah, I love it. So let's let's go through just the kind of the main thing, working our way up to kind of the two scenes that we're going to commentate, which are the uh, the the initial putting on the. Uh, Sunglasses and then the fight sequence. So, like I said, we're we're just following these kind of nomadic type characters yeah. in the movie, and we're getting zero background. It's one of those things you, you know you, you get yelled at by like screen running coaches and everybody. You got to build background for these characters. Yeah. I said you're interesting enough. You really don't have to on certain they, things. They do it very simply. Yeah, they have him coming into town, talking to the social worker, saying that he came from a town. The yeah. factory's closed. That's, he'll work, he'll do whatever. Right. He's a good guy and he'll work and do whatever. She yeah. said there's nothing there for you. Then when he meets Keith David, Keith yeah. David talks to him and said all the steel factories closed back yeah. home. He had I don't know, back east somewhere. But he even showed the initiative to uh to show up at like the construction site. He was that desperate that he wasn't even going to go through it. Hey, it's the foreman here, it's the shop steward here and uh, yeah. and, he, and he gets his job that way. Right. Which is cool. And then uh, apparently and we're we're seeing this as the not so distant future, so we don't know really how bad things are. Right. We realize L.A. looks back in 1989 like it does now. Right. <laughs> Where there's a whole bunch of homeless encampments there, and almost everyone at that job site, I think, goes right. To, to, the like, camp to the campsite where yeah. they're going to eat food, and uh, and that's basically where he hangs out for the first chunk of the movie, is at like a, a like kind of a spread out homeless shelter uh, type of stuff, tent city almost type, yeah. of, type of deal. Uh, but people are in. You get early on, you realize Rowdy is very inquisitive, you know? Yeah. Because he does nothing but pay attention to what Peter Jason's doing in the church. You know, yeah. he sees people going in the church. He hears things happening late at night. Uh, all during that, the homeless people are watching, like, televisions that they have set up uh, in the encampment, and they're watching uh, politicians, politicians uh, talking bullshit. But then 
for the first time in that encampment is where the breakthrough happens. Yeah. Where that one guy comes through uh, and you realize, oh, shit, there's a resistance and there's a resistance around here. And they're very vague about it. You know, if I knew I only had a couple seconds on TV, I would be straight up motherfucking clear what yeah. the hell's happening yeah. here. And what's happening here is there and they tell you uh, almost in riddles on there is that there's aliens everywhere. They're living among us. You just can't see him. Right. Which is sounds like what a crazy person would say. Yeah. You know, and uh, even the homeless people are like, oh, my God. And they go up and they pound the TV just to try to get ri- uh, rid I of it. I wish I could remember the funny line that the, the one guy says to to the TV about yeah. the reporter because it's, it's so funny. It made me Well, it's laugh funny because loud. the reporter's reporting just in the other, uh, like, at the church, like, over the hill. Right, yeah. <laughs> From where he's standing. Across too. the street. Yeah. And it's just because they're able to, the resistance is getting bigger and they can jam the signal for brief periods of time. But they know the main kind of hub of where the aliens are is like the television studio. Right. Like that whole area there. But what happens first is Piper gets super curious. He goes up to Peter Jason, asks what's going on in the church. So we church lets us cook food. And he yeah. is up till three in the morning. Hey, we're feeding a lot of people here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is, it's true. I mean, it's true. It's a good excuse. Peter Jason plays that character when he tells you something, yet you tend to believe it. Too. Yeah. He sounds reasonable, man. Well, he's quick with it. He's, yeah. He, he wasn't like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, he wasn't know? stammering at all. Yeah. But Roddy just doesn't buy it. And Roddy eventually goes into the, uh, Church. Goes into the church, yeah, and he's digging around, and he finds recording equipment, he finds microphones and stuff like that, and he realizes well, they have the choir and the preacher playing yeah, on a speaker system, yeah, on a speaker system. Yeah. So you realize that they're they're definitely hiding something, yeah. And uh, at that point, he doesn't find the the glasses yet because he goes. Remember, he uh, they had the invasion of the uh, the tent city yeah. first. Well, I he think. saw them being made. Yeah, he saw them being made. Right. But he didn't think much about it. I mean, certainly you wouldn't think of what it actually turns out that it yeah. is. Yeah, oh, this church is a front for knockoff Oakleys? Right? <laughs> yeah, knockoff Oakleys yeah. that allow you to see aliens. We used to call them Folkleys. Uh, so brilliant. Uh, but so that night it was the first time you realized that uh, the, the tent city gets like, ever, I don't know how often it happens, but the tent city got invaded. Dude. They came through with that fucking caterpillar mm-hmm. and just wrecked the motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, people are like just families of kids and people are fleeing into like yeah. windows where they can. Uh, Roddy goes in with that uh, that kid from Flowers in the Attic. That's what I know him from. The uh, <laughs> that one teenage kid that he keeps safe inside the building. Yeah, yeah. he was one, he was that blonde haired kid in Flower, Flowers funny. in the Attic. Uh, I think he was in. He was in Goonies too. Uh, also, he was one of uh, the friends that was up top at the uh, the well at the putt putt golf place or whatever. Uh, at the well, you yeah. know, at the wells up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in that also. You Goonie. Uh, so we realized it just it just kind of pisses off Rowdy even more. And Keith David doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, he's beginning. like, stay the fuck away hey, from there. I'm getting fed yep. and I'm getting paid. To I got work. family back home. It, this is like the best. I, you get the idea that it took Keith David a long time and long searching to get this perfect of a job and money that's flowing in that he doesn't want to fuck with whatever the hell Roddy has to do. Yeah. With and, here. and then he's not sleeping again. Yeah. In life. In life. <laughs> ever. Which both of them are in Leviathan. Uh, who's in Leviathan? Him and the girl with the blue eyes. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, no, you're thinking Ernie Hudson. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, My bad. But 
So the next day is when Roddy actually goes in there and he gets the glasses. He were they hidden in the wall? I think he opens yeah. the wall. He yeah. busts into the wall and uh, he saw a crate in there and he pulls it out. And it's nothing but the glasses. So he just takes a pair and tosses the rest in the trash. And then, then there's the moment we're going to be talking about the scene, but we'll we'll glance over it and we'll talk deeply into it uh, a little bit more. But when he puts the glasses on for the first time and he sees the messages first, which I always loved. I love the obey. Yeah. Uh, procreate. You <laughs> that know. shit, like, I, I was watching that and I was like, damn, the really fucking weird thing is, is like, yeah. that's what it all is. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, you know it's, it's just it not as is. deliberate. Like, <laughs> and I love that they're pumping the uh, audio voices of sleep. 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 That's John Carpenter's yeah. voice, too. I oh, think. is it yeah, really? Yeah. I think that's who did the uh, the sleep voice. And so he, he's kind of got his head down. He hasn't looked at any people yet, you know, yeah. which is interesting. And he's going through the magazine. And every magazine is like a one-word or yeah. two-word phrase of what you want to yeah, do. It was like obey, marry, yeah. marry and procreate, Mi- sleep. Sleep. Um, There's a whole bunch of consume. Consume. consume and then the money one. said, this is your God. Yeah, this yeah. is your God. Oh, oh it's so God. great, man. And it, it's like this blatant brainwashing that the no. aliens are doing and how long have they been doing it? They don't tell us how long they've been doing it's it. It's so fucking true, too. Yeah. <laughs> but they could have been doing this since the 50s yeah. or something oh, like that, and they're thriving. they bunkers and Stargates yeah. built. Well, that's know? what it is, too. That's why this universe is a lot bigger than this movie. This this could be a huge... I would make it to a series. Dude. Now, a series is where it's at with this. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot like V in the way that they're... We knew there were aliens in V, except they had that exterior of human skin uh-huh. where they were actually lizards underneath. Oh, wow. And that's where they, like, uh, that's their version of that shock and awe. But with this, when when Roddy looked up and saw the guy for the first time, it looked a little strange when they show him initially. But yeah. when he go, when he stands over by— His car. By, well, even before the car, when he's standing over by the black guy, who's completely normal, yeah. and he's paying for his magazine or something, and he turns his head and he looks at Roddy. That, that image always is uh, burned in my memory because it's like the very end of the trailer. You get to see that, oh, is that it? guy turn his head and look, and that's how it ended, and I loved it, man. And Roddy is just shocked at that point. Yeah. He realizes, holy crap i have kind of come into something that is way over my head i got nobody i can tell no one's gonna certainly believe me right uh, but then he goes into the grocery store and he sees all sorts of crazy stuff we'll, we'll talk about the grocery store after that but really where everyone's mind goes with this is the the bank sequence which we'll yeah. talk about too and everything but it's it's such a great sequence where you realize that roddy I mean, he's got some skills, you could tell, but he picks up those guns way too easy to someone who have not used them before. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and he's a good shot, too. And he's a great shot, man, and it's it's great. But now he's got to tell somebody, you know? Well, we could go into, because I don't re- we not really go into the, uh, the Meg Foster stuff. So he's kind of on the lam from the police after shooting up a whole bunch of crazy shit that we're going to talk about. Uh, at the bank sequence, uh, but, but well, we'll go through the rest till we jump over there. But uh, 
kidnapping Meg Foster was awesome. One of my favorite moments when he kidnaps her because he basically kidnaps her in a parking garage, makes her take her to her house, and just stays there. Yeah. And I, I love that she makes a good point. She, he keeps saying, you got to look in these uh, glasses. Yeah. Well, before that, we realized that wearing the glasses too long is like a drug. It fucks with your head. Yeah. It's like you really uh, just got high or did right. something. Gives uh, you some kind of a hangover. Some real big buzz off. or something. Yeah. I love he even tells later when he gets Keith David to put them on. He's like, you don't want to wear those suckers for too long. Yeah. But with Meg Foster, he's like, you should put these on. She's like, I'm going to see what you see anyways, you know, because you are my captive type of thing. Right. And when she hits him with that bottle, I remember being so excited and just when we had the DVD, we used to rewind it. Yeah, rewind I, it. I did. And it was great where it was just perfectly the angle they they shot from above where she grabbed a bottle and swung around and hits Roddy in the head with it and Roddy goes through the fucking uh, she pushes him out the yeah, second story window and then flies down like uh, the California 20, Canyons 20, or something like that cliff you know like he survives but I mean he wasn't feeling good afterwards yeah. for sure it was, it was awesome and we didn't think we were going to see her again until they kind of went to the resistance meeting right uh, but after that it was basically convince Keith David that he needs an ally uh, yeah, here, dude, you know? The, I, I know that, you know, we're going to name the episode They Live, but it needs to just, <laughs> like, have, like, hashtag put on the fucking glasses. Because <laughs> like, that's all I could think of during that fight. It was just like, oh, bro, man. just put them on. Yeah, like, I know. It was, at the one point, it was just a moment of, like... <laughs> Keith David's just doing it out of principle at I some know. point. I will not give you what you want. Right, right. And Because that's what it was. It was Roddy just, I just need you to put him on. Until yeah. he forcefully, and they beat the hell out of each other, and makes him put him on. And then when he sees it, it it's just like a light switch goes off in Keith David. He cannot deny what yeah, he's and seeing. You, that's the thing is you can't go back. Yeah, you, you can't go back. Mean, that's like, what it is. That life you knew beforehand is gone. Yep. This is the new life yep. and welcome. And it's it's interesting, and I, I love that aspect of it. When they start going to the resistance meeting, you're like, oh, all these people know about it. Yeah. And they've been working on stuff like, oh, you guys are still using glasses? Yeah. You don't need those fucking things, dude. And they give them contacts. They give them contacts, and, so it's, and it's, cool. it's less of a buzz. Don't worry about it. It won't fuck with your head as much. Yeah. And everyone at the meeting, you're like, oh, all these guys are in on it and everything. And <laughs> they're all breaking it down. But then Meg Varster's there. Yeah. And that's kind of where you realize, well, you don't realize it at this point that she's, not until the very end do you realize she's in on it with them. I mean, I, when she. Did you, well, you suspect her because she's Meg Varster too, so. Well, yeah, but also she was like, on Like, is Michael the... Ironside in this movie? Yeah, nah, right. he's on the level. But also <laughs> after she tossed him out the window, you know, yeah. she called and she was saying like, you know, no, I'm all right. Everything. Yeah. Like, no, so they, she was they did give you a somebody, couple of clues, you know, and then she shows up at the meeting, you know, and the meeting explodes. Yeah. And then she's working back at the TV channel yeah. and that's where he's there to find her. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, bro, if she's there, you need to just fucking shoot her yeah. because like there's no reason she should be there. Like, I love the stuff after the explosion there at the resistance meeting. I love the stuff in the alleyway where they're where they're figuring out that uh, they use the wristwatch uh, creates the portal. Yeah, that's and cool. Keith David just oh shit and just kind of activates it yeah. and everything, and they realize and they hear the countdown that yep. it's going to end, and they were like, "Well, we're we're going to do this. Are we doing this? Let's yeah. do this!" And they both just jump into the portal, and it takes them into. It's the building. I mean, it's the building where the uh, the TV station is. But Some it's, kind of it's, a ton underground uh, subterranean. Yeah, it's a subterranean like, tunnel, tunnel that takes system. them to different places. Yeah, and they end up running in. Uh, I love they go to that big boardroom first, where the or the big uh, the hall where everyone's having their like 
uh, uppity person's speech about yeah. what they're going to do in how this quarter. How much money they made. How much money we made yeah. doing all this crazy shit. 37%. But then uh, Buck Flowers shows up and he was like, how about the tour, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you really should buy yourself some new clothes with all the money you guys got. Yeah, exactly. I, I love all his little... I mean, it's it's all exposition he's getting out, though. It's it's great yeah. how he's given this tour. <laughs> You're like, how long has he been in on this? It, it can't be more than a couple the, days. The funny thing is, though, is like, dude, the tour that he gives them, it's totally like, un, like, I kept going like, why would this guy be showing these two dudes all this shit, like all the way down to the oh, yeah. fucking, you know, news station and then like showing them the brains of the signal and everything. Like, I'm like, bro, like he's, I think he's fresh, dude. I think he's like, I got money now. You guys could have had me for a lot less. Right. And I think he came out as like the mayor's wife. Let me show you all this different shit. Yeah, exactly. But I love when they go to the transporter. Uh, oh, the dude, transporter was awesome. room was so good. Man. Dude, that was awesome. It was straight out of Star Trek. Like you walked up and then you like you stood on this beam and it almost shot you like a disc yeah into like, like a, a different, particle into a different world and you're like oh my god they just why i would sign up for this shit yeah. how bad are these guys i mean what's the downside here are they eating babies' brains because i don't <laughs> see them doing anything bad really see, they could have they could have um they could have done a sequel with that where somebody could have gotten into the the portal to see where it goes yeah you know what i mean there's and so like, many different angles they could take it because seriously What's one bad thing we know the aliens do? Yeah. You can't name one. Well, they said that they were terraforming the planet. Um, they called it climatizing. Climatizing. Yeah, but they were terraforming the planet and that they were basically were depleting all of our resources. Slowly. And slowly, and yeah. To, to um, theirs. Or they weren't acclimating us to their uh, kind Well, of they thing were just going to leave us to die, basically, yeah. after they were done. Okay. They were just going to move on to the next planet. Because, yeah, I, I think it would be... Hard for people not to join up unless you saw them doing some creepy, creepy shit. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, well, that's when uh, Roddy and uh, and Keith David just like they go all uh, Chuck Norris and start shooting people. I love yeah. when uh, can they get into the studio? <laughs> get lost. Uh, yeah. You could realize that this guy's got no pull here. Yeah. And so Roddy just shoots the guards, and then they they end up trying to find Holly too. They knew Holly was there. That right. was kind of the. Uh, to get Meg Forster. But the, I love all the hallway scenes where they're just going down the hallway yeah. with machine guns and they're taking different people out. You know one thing I love about 80s actions movies? What's that? They never have to reload. No, no, you don't have to reload. <laughs> they did not reload <laughs> one time in that movie. Were dude. they picking up other guns? Or no. No, they weren't no and that was the other thing too. Is like, <laughs> there's one part where they're like going up a stairwell yeah, yeah. in like basically the same hallway mm -hmm. type scenes. And... Uh, Roddy Piper has this nice machine gun, dude, and he takes out three guys, all with machine guns, 10 feet away from him. And instead, he pulls out a 45 yeah. and just runs past the guys. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you just pick up one of their fucking machine guns? Like, oh, man. You know, but no, he, he never reloaded. Like, <laughs> and they, I, I man, it was sad to see Keith David go, you know, because and like I, I said, everyone dies in this movie. So Keith David, and you don't even see who that. did it, you know. So a gun just kind of appears in the hallway. No, you see it. And oh, you saw her do yeah, it. Yeah, you saw her do it. I totally She's, forgot. They're on the stairwell on the way up to the satellite. That's right. And they're coming around the corner, and he like just stops for one step, and she just puts a gun to his head, yeah. and you just hear pow, and there's yeah. a scra a flash on the screen, and dude, I was like. No fucking way. Are you saying, like, I knew she was a bad guy, but I yeah, didn't yeah. think she was going to just out of nowhere fucking mm. shoot him in the head, you know? 
And sure enough, yep. that was it. He was done, dude. And like, the, on the roof, you got Roddy finally sees that kind of uh, that satellite that puts out the signal. Yeah. And if he kills the signal, everyone will see the see the aliens for what they are. Yeah. And uh, he he realizes he's you clear. I'm clear. And then obviously uh, Meg Forster's right there with a gun, man. He, he I, I would have. She didn't look like she had. I would have taken the uh, it, the likelihood that Roddy would have died unless she shot him in the forehead with that gun probably i don't know where she yeah, shot him but yeah, you never know so you got helicopters there and everything and then he just ends up shooting uh shooting holly and thankfully that bitch dies yeah and then with his like last breath basically is taking he's got a great final line fuck it yeah <laughs> and just shoots that satellite out man and we are gifted 60 seconds of awesomeness yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we really were i was so thrilled every time i watched this movie for that last 60 seconds after Where that everything satellite. is revealed everything is revealed and they show probably six things maybe six least, little yeah. uh, tiny little 10 second vignettes of what people are seeing you see the person at the news room and well you look like shit yeah <laughs> yeah the guy at the bar who, who doesn't even notice people staring up right at him, yeah like staring at the screen and yeah. there's a woman in the background like that uh it, just all the different the lady, ones uh, well the last one i'm sure you want the get last to. one's the best yeah. obviously where it's uh, it's an alien uh who's being ridden by like uh his girlfriend maybe or a pro hopefully a prostitute yeah. his girlfriend he's got even more to explain yeah <laughs> and like girl with big tits just just riding him and looks down and he is full alien he's, yeah why'd you stop babe yeah <laughs> and it goes right into the credits man. yeah oh it's so great i was so surprised i mean i i was so surprised at how good this fucking movie nice. was like i so, thought it I'd was just to gonna that. be just because the whole concept and like the whole brainwashing thing and everything like that like dude i thought it was gonna be half as good as it yeah, was nice. you know what i mean and dude it it way crushed my expectations that's awesome like, here and i'm ready to write the new one I'm ready. <laughs> do it man yeah. all right so i say we jump to a couple scenes here yeah so we're gonna uh our first scene is gonna be at 34 minutes is where we're gonna start and it's right before roddy gets to the newsstand so i'll cue us up right there all right we are back Oh man! So that he's walking up to the newsstand, and you're getting some incredible shots of what these magazines actually say on the cover. Yeah, and it's it's scary. Like, so you would think basically no alien would ever go to the magazine stand because they see what it really says. Right? What the hell would they need it? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't question authority. Watch TV. No imagination. It's yeah. interesting. That would have been a blast to come up with on the set oh yeah know, what should it and say? when he takes the glasses off it's a normal magazine and then uh, he puts them back on and we've been hearing years for those about subliminal messages and stuff yeah so this fell right into our lap man and then he oh, looks up then he looks up see it's not the best representation of how cool that alien looks on that first shot of him yeah but when he's over by the uh paying for his stuff you really get to see it mm -hmm. and so he keeps taking the the glasses on and off here because he can't believe what he's seeing, and he goes over to pay for it, and he puts him back on. Yeah, when he turns... And the newspaper guy is normal. Oh, look how great it looks there. It's like yeah. a totally different type of effect. It is, yeah. The, it's got He's got, like, f how would you describe it? Uh, like, floating, almost, Dude, orbitals it, in his eye sockets. It's almost like Invasion of Mars, or whatever it is with... Or, uh, oh, Mars Attacks. Mars yeah, Attacks, yeah. Kind of yeah. like they're, they're those eyeballs, yeah. kind of how they are. But his face is just, like... It's just like a slimy up. skeleton. 
with a little bit of muscle like muscle on it. yeah it's like exposed muscle all over his skull and everything so so that's the only one he's seen at this point but he knows the news guy is normal yeah and this is where he looks down at the money and the, he's holding like 20 bucks you know and it says this is your god oh that's so great man yeah. That's such a, how that didn't become a major hashtag after Dude, this movie. I, man, like a shirt, this is your God. Yeah, I was thinking about making some cuts and making a TikTok of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all right, so now he's now he's just going to walk the city, man, and he is just kind of taking it all in. And you see, like, right above, like, where the red lights are, it's like a little mini satellite that's pumping out audio that just says sleep. But sleep. people must not be able to hear it. No, it's all subliminal. Yeah. You know, it would be all subliminal for him. So. And then he's randomly looking into just, like, different businesses. You, you got a beautician's kind of place where you see, like, two aliens and everyone else seems normal. Yeah. It's crazy. So you can tell it's, like, it's not, they're not everywhere, but almost one in every group of more than five people. Right. <laughs> How freaked out with these? So you're seeing three women here shopping, and one of them's an alien. When that satellite goes off, I really hope they're all together. Again. Yeah. The shock. Yeah. So now this is where he walks into the store. And yeah, the grocery store, man. Yeah, and he's I, and he's walking almost like he's drunk. You yeah, know, and they I know say, he doesn't realize it now until he takes those glasses yeah. off. And so when also everything, I don't know if we mentioned, everything that he's seeing like POV is black and white. Yeah, that's true. We didn't mention it. And there's a lot of aliens in this. There's a lot of aliens in the store. There's like three just in that frame alone. Yeah. And he's just going down every aisle just to see who he can see. All aliens down the middle aisle. Yeah. And this is also where we see the little communicator watch thing. Yeah, used for the first time for sure. So yeah, just like the magazine, all the products just have one word on them and everything. And see right here, there's a normal human being talking to the alien. Yeah, and the normal human being is saying, like, I'm really depressed. I didn't get this promotion. And the alien just got the promotion. And he just tells him, don't worry about yeah. it. You know, just keep doing your job, you know. And now Roddy looks up at the TV and sees an alien on the TV behind a podium and talking. Yeah. And you realize that he's just a politician kind of spewing his his bullshit and i love how roddy kind of laughs at it he's like it would figure it'd be this type of thing yeah <laughs> it'd be great oh this woman bumps into roddy roddy just couldn't ha- handle it and she turns around and says some smart ass comment to her <laughs> and he says you you look like your hair head fell in the cheese dip back in the day <laughs> back in the 60s yeah you you look all right yeah you Real fucking ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, he he really blew it, blew his cover here by saying it. He he says, "Yeah, he says you take these glasses off, she looks normal, Uh, or but with on formaldehyde face." But because he revealed what he could see, this woman's talking in her watch now and realizes, "Oh fuck, I done fucked up." Yeah, she said, "We got one who can see here." Ah. That's a great line, too. We got one that can see. Yeah, and all of a sudden, there's like 10, 13 aliens in yeah. the store, and they're all on their communicators talking. All on their watches. Giving the description of, you know, this guy in sunglasses. Like, I think they say, like, Caucasian male sunglasses. Like, I love that they went black and white with it. Yeah. You know, and I, I it just makes it more pop at the end when the 
the signal is busted, then it goes to color. Yeah. Not that they're, and the effect looks just as good on their faces in color. Oh, yeah. But it, but it looks good in black and white, too. I'm, I'm glad that we could see it. Those action figures I have, you can get them in color and in black and white. Oh, really? Which is interesting. So this was, my figures are pre-exploding <laughs> yeah. of the signal. Yeah, his line that look that's like putting perfume on a pig. Yeah. Oh, now the cops come out of nowhere and like push Roddy into the alley, like physically, and you realize, oh shit, this kind of travels pretty far because this cop is an alien too. Both of them are. They don't show it at first though. At first they show them as humans, and then we're getting from Roddy's point of view that they're definitely aliens, and they're openly talking to him. Like you look as shitty to uh, us as you uh, as we do to you. Yeah. And now we get to see Roddy be a badass. Yeah, here comes the fucking clothesline. Oh, man. Yeah, and he's like, oh, we can, let's just go somewhere and quiet and talk. You know, we can, we can make a deal. Yeah, we can figure this thing out together. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he gives kind of that like, okay, I'll consider it kind of look. <laughs> Roddy got up in the morning and, and never thought he would be clotheslining cops. Roddy chose violence. Oh, <laughs> Punches across the face, clothesline one guy. I mean, and he he knocked him out fast. Now, this is interesting to me, dude. So he pulls out the cop's gun, and now, boom, oh. he just shot a cop. He just killed a cop. Oh, yeah, you're a cop killer now. Right? So, And now the other guy's going to pop up behind him. Boom, pops up behind him, hits him with the nightstick. Boom, shoots a second cop. Yeah. People in the background just walking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's what I said. It, this could be, like, if it's post-apocalyptic type of thing maybe Maybe it could be like robocop where the police force and no i think they are kind of freaked out when he walks out there with a shotgun so he arms himself he goes into the police car and this is horrible because no one's gonna believe you and this is it he accidentally walks into a bank backwards into a bank yeah and he is fully armed to the teeth and he turns around and it's like a full bank tellers everything a lot of people a lot of aliens mixed crowd yeah and then he says his famous line. Oh. And before he does, the teller there, dude, I want to point out what the scene with him is oh, in okay. just a second. Uh, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I am all out of bubblegum. Oh, it's a great line. Uh. So now he starts firing on the crowd right uh-huh. here. Dude, there's going to be a quick shot of that teller. Yeah. Wait till you see the splatter pattern right here. He does this, and now the teller. Oh, look at that splatter, oh, dude. That and was one of if, the best shots I've ever yeah, seen. And if it was in color, it, they MPAA probably would have made him uh, kind of like uh, trim it down because it's pretty violent. Yeah. And then it gets oh, to the guy in the you corner. You realize that Watchkin is a teleporter. Yeah. And he just disappeared after you called him in. But I was yeah, it's hard to get away from impressed. anybody where everyone's kind of connected like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise known as Oh, you were impressed with the uh, the squibs? Yeah, dude. (laughs) I mean, that was a realistic shot. It really was. And when you're using a mask like that, you really can just kind of put it on a dummy and just blow it up. And it looked good. You shot him in the face. I mean, and then you get to see one of their cool little, uh, like, ships. It's like a drone. (laughs) Mommy don't like tattletales. (laughs) Love that line. Uh, Not nice. (laughs) A little bit of a weird digital effect there falling down, but yeah. it was all right. It was in black and white, so it's a little bit better. I love this scene, too. Yeah, this, this, this showed a little good. bit more of Roddy's humanity because a, a cop just runs up to him, and Roddy puts his gun on him, and then when we see him, it, it he's normal in black and white, so we know he's a human. Yeah. 
beat your feet. feet. I love that, <laughs> that's dude. a great yeah, line that's too. That's a good one, dude. That sounds like he's a, got a couple of little one-liners in this that are pretty good. It's got to be like uh, like uh, life's a bitch and she's back in heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll pause it here and we're gonna jump forward to where is my time codes here so we can get it right. Oh, it's gonna be the fight time. Nice. So we got fifty-five minutes and sixteen seconds and we're gonna get our fight on here. All right, fifty-five, sixteen. So Roddy literally has to go back to because he lost his glasses. You yeah, know, when 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 bitches <laughs> hit him in the back threw of the head, out the window <laughs> from two window. stories, he, he dropped tends to lose feet. his glasses. So he had to go back to where he tossed the box, and he just got him before the uh, uh, the dump truck pulled away with him. Then it, it just happens to be this is where the fight sequence takes place. Yeah, and Keith David shows up and makes a wonderful toss in that fucking yeah, box. Really by the way. To give him a week's pay in cash, and Keith you know, David's hot. You know he yeah. he was probably well, hot waiting here for him. And Roddy Roddy Piper's wanted by the police, so like Keith David doesn't want anything to do with him. And Roddy Piper's like, "Hey, put these glasses on." And he comes up on Keith David. Keith David just punches him in the face and's like, "Stay the fuck away from me." Yeah. Oh yeah. This is where the sequence happens here, man. Uh, and I implore you to check out the uh, South Park cripple fight kind of yeah. split screen after this, or or instead of, <laughs> yeah, because they really do it. The the camera shots where they're walking around, these dolly shots that yeah. follow them around, is the exact same. Not this life. <laughs> yeah, so they're just kind of so, squaring off right here, and I mean they really do. Yeah, like I said, except for the head and the nuts, yeah. everything else is there is, are is done. There are five knees to the nuts that Rodney's going to take here shortly. Oh, yeah. And Keith David looks like he can handle himself. I wonder if he's did boxing back in the day. Man, these are the old school like Timberland boots that they're wearing I know, too. Right? I mean, these guys are not kind of dressed in like fight gear. Either. Yeah, and it's right on the concrete with a beautiful car behind him too. I should yeah. say. <laughs> Roddy tries the. He Pull takes back, th- yeah, you know. He stops his punch three times and hits yeah. him with the counter punch. And there's a little break, and he's like, "Come on, put on the glasses." And Keith David comes back and starts beating Roddy's ass. A lot of punches to the face, too. You know, it's yeah. like, I mean, they really get into some full blown wrestling here at one point. Yeah, I think at any point they both think that it it's over. Okay, you right. Know? And so now they've both done it, right? So Keith David's been laid out. He's gotten up, hitting Roddy. Roddy gets up. And I love the kick here. Dirty son, dirty motherfucker. Yeah. This is the best. Oh. (laughs) That headbutt right there. Oh, God. That headbutt will take you down, dude. But I love Keith David catching him right before he hit him in the nuts. That was my favorite part of the cripple fight, too. You dirty motherfucker. (laughs) To the point where he's got a. Keith David probably would have stayed on the ground for a little while longer if Roddy hadn't helped him up. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. They've done that four times now. They keep going back and forth, kicking each other's ass. Yeah. Like, there is no clear winner to this fight. Right? There's only one pair of glasses left, I think, unless he's got more in that box. Well, he does, but... Okay. Yeah. Because he keeps... I'm surprised Keith David didn't really just stomp him or crush him with his hand or something like that. Yeah. And fuck it up, but apparently it was in the script. Right. <laughs> oh, Roddy runs at him, man. He's like, this is not over, man. Yeah. This is where they, I think, at the point where they realize, uh, this is going to go next level and we're both going to get really hurt here. Yeah, no, and <laughs> I mean, and you keep thinking, like, this fight scene is finally uh, over. And like, it looks real as shit, yeah, I would dude. say. I mean, I'm, they, there's a thing with pulling punches. It's it's almost 
hard to distinguish when someone's pulling punches. Oh, and he just suplexed him onto yeah. the fucking concrete, man. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting when Keith David gets up here in a little bit. Oh, this is even a, biting. Yeah. They show a shot of the back of his head, and the back of his head is all scraped oh, up yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little bit. It is true. Um, so he bites his hand. I mean, this has gone to that level, too. Yeah. I mean, and here like here comes the part Keith David's going to get on top of. Oh, him. yeah. Roddy's just slamming the back of his head against the concrete. Gouging his eyes. Uh, now here, They're pulling this. everything out. And one shot. Uh, two, two shots. Three. Four. Oh, God, he does. Five. He kicks him in the... He knees him in the nuts five, five times, times in a row. And Roddy eats it. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy, I give you credit for getting up. Up, oh, Roddy picks up the first oh. weapon we've seen, which is a two by four. Uh, Keith David, uh, David, legit looks scared at this point yeah. too. Like he realizes if I don't get up, and he picks oh, up a bottle. Oh, this is gone next level, dude. It's like, do we want to take it there? Oh, and it was Keith David's car, dude. <laughs> and he drops the board, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." <laughs> and Keith David breaks the bottle, and Roddy's laughing at him. Oh, I love and he it. Comes back, and he's fighting him still, like. I mean, today someone would have been there with a camera. Oh, the back of his head looks horribly I told bad you. too. Look at that. I, I mean, like, I'm I'm assuming that was some makeup done, but I'm wondering how much I hope was so, done because otherwise, you really did scrape him up. Yeah. Oh man, Roddy's choking him now, man. Shit makes my butthole clench. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just those drops onto the, onto concrete, the concrete, man. You're really gonna you're gonna feel that in the morning. And Roddy's out. Oh yeah, he's out completely. Yeah. And Keith David goes. And picks the glasses up. And I kind of thought like he was going to put them on right here. I was like, yeah. I thought he was going to be like, this is what you want. Yeah. You know, and he, no, he goes and he puts them on his chest and he says, fuck you. Yeah. And he gets up and he walks away, you know. And he really thought it was over now. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like damn, what's he, you know, what's he going to have to do? Hashtag put on the fucking glasses. Hey, yeah, I know, you man, know? Right? Like, This could have all been avoided. There's a reason we're all on uh, ibuprofen the next day. Thank you very yeah. much. But, it looks like I mean, and, I mean, this must have been a great scene to watch. Them and they're film. both worn down, and, oh, and yeah. Roddy comes back up, and oh. boom! Now we're right and, like, back into the fight again. Kidney punches too. I mean, he is going in for like full blown. Both of them. Like these guys are going to kill each other. Yeah, with and kidney then, punches like boom. that, and that's like a real deal suplex he gave him. There. Yeah, I mean, he just he flipped him, him up over, and flipped him. You know. <laughs> and Roddy's David. got the glass. I can't believe the glasses have even stayed fixed. So I know, put, right? See, he physically puts the glasses on Keith David's head now. And then picks him up. Lifts him up and drags him to the street. Yeah. Drags him. It's interesting how they were falling off right there, and he still kind of fixes them uh, and picks them back up. It just yeah. looked perfect. And the now, perfect boom. people were, like, standing there right when Keith David looked up to the street. There's two sees. aliens. Two aliens right there. And Keith David is full in. He can see everything yep. now. It's in the air. He sees one of the flying saucers. And Roddy just pulls him off to the side. And says, hey, this is the new life now. Yep. There's no going back. Life's a bitch. And she's back in heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, so great, dude. man. So great. That's great. And I have to watch the cripple fight later on <laughs> myself. <laughs> cripple fight! <laughs> yeah, it really is one of South Park's best sketches that... Most people didn't realize what it was. No, I mean, you I you probably enjoyed the hell out of that sketch oh, yeah, and didn't realize what, that it was a, a, a flat out remake of They Live. You know, honestly though, I think had like had I had seen that, I I might not have still could. I might have connected it because yeah. I know the Jim Cotter reference from Family Guy, yeah. and not many people got that. The dirty you know? motherfucker line and the uh, not yeah. this year one is the line that that got me, and I was like, oh my god, they are recreating it. It's so perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love it. I'm glad that you uh, 
love the movie as much as you do. Oh, dude, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it'll make I'll I'll even mention it to my cousin because it'll make him happy because uh, we're constantly touting this movie to whoever will listen to us. And I have a feeling that a lot of people don't know about the movie. You know, yeah. it's not as recognizable as some of the obscure movies we talk about on here. Uh, so yeah, I am. It's definitely one of John Carpenter's lesser known ones too. I mean, you think John Carpenter, you think The Thing, you think Escape from New York, right. uh, Halloween. Obviously, is his his main kind Which of thing. Which one's that? I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. that. It was a good one, man. Guy wears a mask. You love it. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic, man. I'm glad we got to uh, give it its due and talk talk a little bit about it here. Yeah, dude. I mean. Since we've started the pod, I've heard y'all talk about this, and I've always felt yeah. like I've seen it, you know. But like after watching it, I I never saw it. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, and that just it shows how little they show it because you you caught a lot of things on cable, on video, yeah. on DVD, and everything, and it, and for it not to just accidentally cross your path just shows how much they are not getting it out there. Yeah. You know, I mean. I don't see it on a lot of the uh, the Pluto or Tubi or anything like that too. So if if I tell you find it on DVD, find it on uh, on Blu-ray, uh, you won't be disappointed by it for sure. Well, I'm I'm thinking we're dropping this one. I think the the Big Trouble in China one already dropped because uh, me and Dave had done that before this one. Then we're dropping this, and then we're coming back for one more. We're gonna do Monster Squad. Monster so that's Squad. gonna be an exciting one. I yeah. also I have. I have very fond memories of walking to the video store with my friend uh, John and renting Monster Squad and going. I remember that we went to one of uh, we went to my mother and and said, "Can boys be virgins?" Uh, because <laughs> it, it really bothered me with that they were constantly looking for a girl who was a virgin. And right. I was like, "Can't a boy be a virgin?" And I remember yeah. my mom's like, "Where'd you come up with that question? <laughs> what the hell you've been watching and everything?" So, so yeah, I got a lot of fun stories with uh, Monster Squad. And then after that, we're gonna start our great new segment called Friday Favorites, which is gonna be this awesome kind of revisit of some of our favorite films and kind of an impromptu kind of. Boom, we're talking about this movie right now, and you didn't yeah. realize you were going to talk about it. So it's going to be this fun new segment that everyone's going to want to join in. It's going to be basically each of us battling uh, two movies uh, and one of our to tell us why it's our one of our on our hundred favorite uh, movie lists, and uh, it's going to be awesome, man. So and we and. get to uh, drop it a day early. Yes, so. it's going to be on Fridays too. Yeah. So. Uh, it's always interesting who drops. I, I follow a lot of different podcasts, and a lot of people drop them on Mondays, man. Mondays and Tuesdays, a lot of pods come up. And I don't know why people don't spread them out to other days of the week because yeah. I, I've got nothing with the ones that I listen to. They all drop Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and they got nothing else to do on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So I'm glad to contribute to the Friday pod. There we go. Uh, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out uh, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. That's where you can send us uh, an email. Or you can just shoot over to Facebook and check out all the photos. It's a great one for the for they live. If you're listening to this, go check it out. And uh, you can also give us a like or a comment on our two platforms, which are SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'd greatly appreciate that. But until next week, see ya. Put on the fucking glasses. Damn. Oh, dirty motherfucker. Oh.